genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Chasing Amy, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 109, quite possibly the greatest atonement minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkush. And uh, Holden is uh, doing the smart thing in this minute. He's leaving while he's still sort of ahead. Yeah. Take, make a run for it. Get yes, over. like, y- you did something nice. You gave her a gift. You gave her some compliments. It is now time to beat feet. Yeah, yeah. Make a run for it. Yeah, this because minute starts with Holden starting to leave and ends with the return of, <laughs> I wrote Chris's sister. <laughs> That's Kevin's sister. <laughs> hey, Chris, your sister comes back. <laughs> I wish my sister was on the podcast. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, so he, he, he starts out with being, I'm, I'm going to go, <laughs> which is the is the international sign of like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hold up the line. I don't want to hold up the, the non-existent line. Yeah, there's like two people out there. If that, like, we haven't seen anybody in line. No, no. He's in Well, I mean, that could be because they have no extras, but... Right. But he had plenty of extras for the fucking hockey scene. Yeah, but just that scene. Yeah, yeah. Which was probably half a day shooting. They should have shot this on the same day, just to get more extras. And uh, this minute proves why Joey Lauren Adams might be the best actor in this movie, where she keeps it together. She never gets upset this whole minute, yeah. but you can see her eyes get glassy. Yeah, it's really weird. It looks like... She, like I believe she's upset. Yeah. But, like, not not upset enough to, like, to actually cry. Upset of, like, not currently upset. Upset at, like, the memory of thinking of, like, all the shit that went down with this moron. I'll never understand that. Like, how do you get yourself to where you're almost going to cry, even? Yeah. Well, that's why she's getting paid to be an actor, and we're talking about it. Yeah. And not getting paid for it. <laughs> uh, the only part that slightly ruins it is she makes a callback to something that was stupid even when it was said. And now she has to call back to it, to the relationship of saying that she just saw a nun call a kid a fucking cunt rag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I hated that nomenclature then. I hate it now. Not because it's a little too dirty for me. It just, it's something stupid that no one has ever said. It it doesn't hit right. I don't know what it is. When she says it, it feels weird. Even if it had been fucking douchebag, it would have made more sense. Like, people use that term. Right. Well, at least she didn't call him a potzer and tell him to get out of here. Oh, my God. I'm so over the potzer thing. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's it's almost like watching a movie that's supposed to be in the future, and they're using terminology right. that's supposed to be, like, futuristic, and then it never happens. <laughs> and you're like, what are they talking about? He doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> listen, everybody knows how to use the seashells. <laughs> I'm sure it's much better. Yeah. Um, so they stare lovingly into each other's eyes for a while. Um do you ever think that either one of them has a romantic, and you know, do they want to make a romantic move on each other, or is it just thinking back to what was or what could have been? I feel like they're thinking back to what was, but I, he would jump in if if he thought there was any chance. See, I don't think so. I think no. he's done. You think he's done? I think he's a friggin' asshole, and he would jump right back in. I don't think so. See, I think I think that relationship actually broke him. Yeah. And to the point where he's like, I can't do that again. I mean, not to say that he would never get into a relationship with her, but if she said right now of like, hey, let's get into a relationship together, he'd be like, why don't we go out and, you know, go out to eat? He'll do what he should have done the first time of like, how about we get to know each other first instead of like, uh, let's bang on my friend's couch. (laughs) He drew an entire comic book about her and went out of his way to give it to her so she would see it. I just think it was cheaper than therapy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't think... What helped him wasn't giving the comic to her is just the the final nail. I think writing the comic is what he needed to do. Okay. 
of like he had to put it down all on paper of like just imagine having to draw all the panels of you just fucking everything up time after time after time i hope when he did that he realized that he's an asshole see i think he realized maybe not the day of but like imagine like the week after your whole threesome incident yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're just like, at some point, it's got to come home to you, unless you're a complete. To- I don't see. I don't think he's a complete and total maniac. Right. I think at some point you're just like, what the fuck did I do? Like, what? How did it get to this point? In my mind, when he's doing that comic book, he realizes how much of a douchebag he is, and I don't feel so bad anymore. Like, uh, I feel like his character has redeemed itself at that point. Yeah, I mean, he, he, like that's why I said this was the best atonement minute. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't fix everything. But he at least, it appears that him and Banky are at least back on some sort of terms. And this is him, in his way, apologizing to her to be of like, yes, everything was my fault. You had every right to walk out. But he doesn't well, have to say that. Like, that shit's all over. It was also broken beyond fixing at that point, too. Oh, yeah. He had long since. I, I, I still hold firm, too. After the fight in the ice rink parking lot, especially in a new relationship, you're done. That was only halfway through this fucking movie. I know, but like once you do that, you're done. Like there's no yeah. coming back from that. You're done. Not from. You could maybe come back from that if you were in a ten year relationship and you yeah. snapped and lost your fucking mind and did that. And not if you did it all the time. I mean, if you did it once. Yeah. Well, he tried to make it up to her with a surprise threesome. Come on. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen. Later on, next time you have a fight with your wife, try to try to spring a threesome on her and let offer, me know how that goes. Offer her your best friend. <laughs> yeah, it just listen. You, I, I will even, I'll make it a lower level of difficulty for you. You can offer her anyone. <laughs> the only, the only thing is, it has to be an actual threesome. She can't just bang some other dude while you're just in the room. You're not the cuckold. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, sure, he can come in for a threesome. Hey, Chris, why don't you go wait in the corner? <laughs> don't, don't even look at me. <laughs> Turn your head. <laughs> Turn your head. You know what? Plug your ears. I don't even want you to hear this. <laughs> Oh, no, wait. I do want you to hear how much better he is than you. (laughs) What's his name? Holden McNeil. Ooh, that hurts. Oh, that's really bad. You know what? There we go. That's what I mean for that. (laughs) Real nice. Classy guy. (laughs) So what does he say? Oh, read that when you have a minute. She says I will. Eh, I guess. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to read it when I'm alone and not in front of a bunch of people when I'm going to cry. Right. And then I'm going to call you and tell you that my I don't look that fat when I'm naked, so don't yeah. look at me like that. <laughs> my boobs are way bigger than that. What was that yeah. all about? Why'd you draw me with big 70s bush, you prick? Well, I mean, imagine if, like, you had a... Whatever your worst breakup is, imagine if somebody drew, like, an entire comic book about it. Oh, and then was like, hey, do you want to read this? No. Yeah, maybe, but, like, talk about needing to be in the right headspace. It depends on what point of view they're going at with, too. Like, if she opens that up and it's all her fault, then he's an ass. <laughs> Could you imagine how awesome that would be? She goes through it, and it's completely from his point of view. It's all, like, male gazy and shit. Yeah, it's all her being an asshole. It's like, chapter one. Oh, I saw that dyke at the club. And you're like, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to change this bitch over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all like, he's the hero that's going to turn her. He's going to save her from being a lesbian. It's like Holden McNeil is now a legend in the comic community, not because he did something good, but because he is so hated by the LGBT community. Yeah. He's the worst. The total other way. Yeah. Okay. And they also have this exchange at the end. He's like, I want to hear some thoughts or whatever. And he's like, you know, uh, you know, maybe give me a call sometime. Yeah. Um, does she ever call? Do they ever speak again? Um, apparently, but we don't find that out for like many years. <laughs> yeah. I know you know the answer to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
See, I think what happens is I think a month goes by and she probably does call him and they have a little drink out somewhere. Right. And then they, they can become friends because men and women can be friends once all all availabilities of sex are off the table. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Men are such scumbags. They still think about sex the whole time. <laughs> yes, but if you can if you can prove to the man or to the woman or to both that like this is never happening and yeah. actually get them to understand that, then, you then can they're be good. Friends. You're right. Then, then you, you can, can be friends. Be friends. Yeah. And they can do it themselves. Like, like I've, I said this before. Like, if someone is in a committed relationship and in their mind everyone is cut off, they're like, that, oh, "No, right. I'm." That's different. I'm, too. Then it's easy for them to be friends with members of the opposite sex or whatever. It's the people who uh, never quite turn that off. You know, they're always looking, right. looking. Well, they men are such, say, men are they're like that guy on first base who's always looking to see, see if he can get down a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't even have to be attracted to the girl. If you're friends with her for long enough, you start thinking about sexual stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah, but usually with the stuff I would think would be like, man, that would have been a real tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> because we would have went on three dates and then had uh, one sorrowful sexual encounter, and that would have been the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't end it well at all. <laughs> Like I said, it ends the same way it always does. Somebody standing in the hallway with a pile full of clothes getting a door slammed in their face. Or am I the only one who has relationships end that way? So where <laughs> I feel like that's one? the best way for them to end. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where this one actually ends. It's He says, give me a call sometime, right? Yeah. It was real nice seeing you again. And then the, the, the girlfriend comes back. With the weirdest bottles of water I've ever seen in my life. Well, I'm sure because they had to. Well, they look weird anyway, but then they had to pull off. The label Whatever labeling they had on yeah. them. But they look odd. Like, they're, like, square. They are bulky. But I think yeah. this is also pre-everybody having a water bottle. Oh, possibly, yeah. Pre-everybody carrying water around. <laughs> George, I think it was. It had to be George Carlin talking about was. that. He's like, when did everybody when did, get so thirsty? <laughs> when did everybody get so thirsty? We <laughs> all, we all need a portable thing of fluids with us at all times. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm going to quickly, and we're not going to go through uh, Affleck's IMDb. We may have done it before. I'm just going to hit the next five movies he makes. I was hoping you were going to go through Kevin's sister's IMDb. Yeah, it's this and Drawing Flies, probably, and, you know, that <laughs> Clerks, Clerks thing they did. Yeah. All right, so he made, leading into this, he made Life Stories, Families in Crisis, a TV series short, 1994. Oh, no, what? Like a Lifetime show? He made show? Glory Days, 1995. That's D-A-Z-E. 1995, he was in a little movie called Mallrats. Okay. So now we're in 1997. He makes Chasing Amy. Um, 1997 also comes out with Going All the Way. Do you remember Going All the Way? No. No, no one does. I'm (laughs) clicking on it to see if it's anybody. Starring Jeremy Davies, Ben Affleck, and Amy Locaine. I don't even know who those people are except for Ben Affleck. Those are people who could have been famous and then weren't. Jeremy Davies was Oppum in Saving Private Ryan. Oh, okay. I know who he is. He's the little wimpy guy. Oh, what happened? Oh, I lost all his stuff. Oh, it's, it switched back to his producer credits. Like, I really don't give a shit about his producer credits. Um, his one after that, I believe, was Goodwill Hunting, a little oh. small independent film. Yeah. Oh, everything, it, literally everything disappeared. All right, I'm going to click on actor again. I really do not care about his producer credits. He's an executive producer on Zack Snyder's Justice League. Well, that's awesome. Like, I, I don't care because he needed another paycheck, I guess. Right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, release a Snyder cut. I get another 500 grand. Oh, so he goes, Chasing Amy. The next one was Going All the Way. Number two, Goodwill Hunting. Number three, Phantoms. <laughs> he was the bomb in Phantoms. He's the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Then Armageddon, <laughs> and then Shakespeare in Love. That's quite a little run right there. 
I don't think I've ever seen Shakespeare in Love, but uh, you're not missing anything. It's a piece of shit. But um, it did win the Academy Award for some reason. Well, I don't, I don't watch the Academy Awards either. So, well, it beat out Saving Private Ryan, which is really. I listen. I know there's people out there that be like, "Well, actually, Shakespeare in Love is very good." Shut the fuck up. It's a very by the numbers movie. Uh, the only one AMD washes its balls is because it's about Shakespeare and it has oh, juice. It has juice it finds in it. Whatever. <laughs> it's it's not terrible. It's just very. Eh. Yeah. I love like, the oh, I get told it. you to shut the fuck up. That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> like, but Saving Private Ryan was like, like much better than it. I don't even remember what came out that year, but I'm sure it was probably better than it too. Well, more important, my Facebook just popped up and Kamala died. Sorry to, to bring the, the thing. <laughs> That's down. the breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. Kamala died. Didn't he have no legs? Uh, I'm pretty sure he had, yeah, pretty bad diabetes. And they were taking his <laughs> limbs off, but he passed away. It's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> all right well you know rip kamala i mean how much could you have told me about kamala before this moment um i remember seeing that it's, thing with uh jerry king lawler it was great where he painted the moon on his belly and he's like uh jerry jerry why did you paint a banana on my belly <laughs> 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 he thought he was being racist yeah because where was he wasn't he from georgia <laughs> yeah because he wasn't like because he was always like the ugandan giant but yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, he was from Mississippi. I knew he was from somewhere down south. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I know if you if you have the um, moon belly Kamala, that's a Hasbro figure. It's worth like like five six hundred dollars. So no shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. I can't find it nowhere. I'm thinking about painting moons on the belly of the other one. The other one just has uh, um, stars on it. But the moon belly Kamala is like five hundred bucks. So if anybody's got the moon belly Kamala, Chris yeah. would like to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would, but I'm not paying you five hundred. I'll give you five bucks for it. <laughs> it's like not, not even like gonna meet them like part of the way there. Just like, I'll, give you, I'll give you five bucks for I'll it. I'll give you one percent. <laughs> you can come over and be the threesome yeah, with his wife. <laughs> Man or woman, it doesn't matter. Whatever. He can talk yeah, anyway. It's okay. Yeah. No biggie. <laughs> Who cares? I can't talk her into riding the store for me. I'm gonna talk her into that. I know. I always think that when people are like, I was able to talk to my wife and do this, 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 that. I'm like, how do you do this? Like, I can't get her to go to the store. I'm like, can you go get me a 30-pack? And she's like, fuck you. Go get it yourself. Well, that's because you're supposed to be at your AA meeting. <laughs> Not until after we're done recording Chasing Amy. Sorry. All right. So uh, we're at a very sad moment here where, you know, uh, we're sad and we walk away. So okay. I looked up Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> the 10 most heartbreaking movie endings of all time. <laughs> All right. Um, this wasn't. This one's not ranker, but it's some other shitty one. So, spoiler alert for movies Wait, <laughs> that are coming up. I don't know shit, what they are. Shittier than ranker. That's pretty bad. You know, I don't know if it's shittier, but all right. Number ten, <laughs> Toy Story three. Okay, well that is a catastrophe at the end of that. Like, that is um, I don't know that it's heartbreaking. There's like a heartbreaking five minutes when it almost becomes Schindler's List for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, they're all like hugging each other. They're all going into the, the fire. I don't know. Is the ending heartbreaking if it if you get to pull out of it at the end? If it has like a triumphant ending? Yeah, I don't know if that's heartbreaking. If you well, like, it's heartbreaking until the ending. I guess. Well, we'll see what the other ones say. Well, here's one I don't know. Hachi, a dog's tale from 2009. I can already tell it's going to upset me because it's called a dog's tail and it's heartbreaking. I can put two and two together. What probably happens? <laughs> Old yeller. Uh, number eight, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. I don't know what the fuck these movies are, Jeff. Um, well, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas is, I believe he's a kid in Auschwitz. So, again, uh, I'm just going to I'm just gonna read these tea leaves <laughs> yeah. of what probably happens. Yeah, it's probably uh, number seven is Marley and Me, which, again, I have not seen. 
but now, features a dog, so I, I can know. guess with how that ends. That one, I don't know why I haven't seen. About 30 minutes of the movie are dedicated to Marley's decline in health leading up to the decision to put oh, him to sleep. God, no way. No thanks. I've had yeah. to live that plenty of times. I don't movie. need. Yeah. I know it's somebody big that's a star in that movie. Isn't Owen it? Wilson and Jennifer yeah. Aniston. Owen Wilson, that's who I thought it was. Uh, number six, United 93. Um, do I even need to fucking mention why that's a problem? Yeah, no thanks. Uh, number five, Million Dollar Baby. Have you ever seen that? Is that the boxing one? Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Also, real, real fucking uplifting at the end. Yeah, that's But again, horrible. there's no, like, triumphant end to that. Like, the best they do is walk away at the end. Well, like, when oh, you're I watching guess. that, you know there's no, there's no good ending to that. Yeah. Number four, Requiem for a Dream. Wow, that is a fucking depressing movie. I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, there's, there's a real famous line from it, and I really want to say it to you, but, like, you're never going to watch this movie, are you? Probably not. <laughs> so the whole movie is about people just, like, declining into drugs okay and you've probably heard kevin say it at some point of there's a part where jennifer connelly's in it and she's in like a sex ring kind of like all these people are watching her like bangs other chick wait maybe i will watch it and they scream (laughs) out ass to ass oh uh, yeah (laughs) yeah see that's from requiem for a dream okay uh number three life is beautiful which i think also takes place during the holocaust so (laughs) again uh number two the green mile Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Grave of the Fireflies, which is a cartoon. So unless that cartoon is Transformers, it cannot make me upset. Oh, God. Transformers are bad, too. Yeah. Transformers should <laughs> be on there. That should that been was, number one. That, for, uh, you know, 10, 11-year-old Jeff, that was number one. Oh, absolutely. Optimus <laughs> died. Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. Optimus. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I was probably fucking bawling when that happened. Yeah, me, too. And that's not like the climb. Well, you know why it's not the heartbreaking ending? Because that happens fucking 10 minutes in. True. That's right. It's not the end. What it should have been is like the, the 10 most heartbreaking movie openings of all time would be like <laughs> that and up. Oh, God, up. Yeah. That, that would, well, Disney. Disney loves to kill people off. Oh, fucking, fucking Bambi. Yeah. It's just oh, like, God, look at yeah. this beautiful dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're one minute in and, and Bambi's mom's dead. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> kids were tougher back then <laughs> well you know what i think it did make us a little tougher as we got older and it's like you're going to disney movie you're like all right his parents are gonna die in this <laughs> is it gonna be mom or dad who's dead or both you or never both. know it's true or both well it's usually or, mom, mom's usually dead way ahead of time and then dad dies later and then stepmom's got the kids i was gonna say yeah because there's a lot of there's a lot of those too of like yes mom's already dead and then yeah dad is killed by somebody that comes in or dad is dead and then mom is killed <laughs> Christ. or they're out of the picture somehow yeah right. yeah yeah or so yeah sure you're just... locked in a tower with some crazy woman and shit <laughs> yeah well we've all been there locked in the tower <laughs> crazy I, woman i just let let down my hair <laughs> do you let down your beard <laughs> yeah let down my beard <laughs> all right now if you're done letting down your beard do you have anything else for this minute i do not all right, give us give us some plugs. Throw some plugs out there. Plug we're it away. The, we are the Jane Silent Bob. Plug it away. <laughs> You're still plugging away? Yeah. <laughs> we're the Jane Silent Bob Minute. We're on DoingGenre.com. We did Clerks one minute at a time. We did Mallrats one minute at a time. We're working our way through Chasing Amy. We're almost there. Uh, we did the Burbs Minute way before this. You sure? I think so. <laughs> I couldn't come up with it the last time. <laughs> um, if, check out our T Public site if you. That's why I brought up the birds because you got to search the birds to find us. We got like five or six designs on there, and that's it. You got anything else, Chef? This is Walter.
you go. Here's a burps throwback for you. <laughs> yeah. 